Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh, live from New York, it's the show that benched Russell Westbrook, but it might work. First things first, on today's show, Lamar, look at this. He's like, I'm not going to talk about the contract anymore, but by the way, here's the sign. It's his autograph, a good sign for the Ravens' future. Meanwhile, World Series starts tonight on Fox. John Smoltz joins us with everything you need to know. And finally, why the Cowboys are a finalist. For my upset alert, yes. Oh. You know what? That's a little toss-up to myself. Hit it out myself. And it's a little baseball reference. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, yeah. do you have an upset brewing even though you refuse to participate in the segment? What? I do. And that's coming up during the award-winning Knicks pick in about an hour and eight minutes. How about that? Stay tuned. Four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. But we start with the Bucks struggle. Brady drops to three and five. Oof, not great. The once high-powered Bucks offense stuck in the mud. Here's Brady and Mike Evans. You know, I think we struggle pretty much at everything. You know, we just struggle in the red area, struggle in third down, struggle in the run game, uh, two-point plays, um, short yardage, and backed up, and start first quarter, start of the third quarter. Not very good offense football. I mean, he's the best to ever do it. I mean, he hates losing. He, that's all he knows is winning, and uh, being three and five is not good enough. So we got to turn around, and, and soon. Is it fair for people to all be pointing the finger at him? Nobody's pointing the finger at Tom Brady. It's the whole team. It's a team game, the ultimate team game. It's not just one player. It never has been. That's Mike Evans, good friend. I like Mike Evans. <laughs> yeah. Very strong. How yes. much of the struggle is on Tom Brady? Well, look, I, we've all talked about the off-the-field stuff with mm-hmm. Brady, the training camp 11 days off, the wedding and the retirement, wanting to go to the Dolphins, all of that. That's a big part of it, and that set the tone for this season. But I'm going to give – and that made me give Brady like 60 65% when we were talking last week or earlier this week about it. I'm upping it to 70 75%. Oh, man. And that's because Tom Brady's <laughs> superpower yeah. has been his focus. Yeah. His commitment to excellence, his attention to detail. And this year that hasn't been there. Okay? He hasn't been as focused because of the absences I just mentioned. And guess what? Without that focus, he's not as good. So look at some of these plays. This one third and two, well, can we? I had some highlights we're looking for. Okay. Here it is, right here. Underthrows Evans, right yeah. there. Evans is open. Uh, the old Brady, you got to hit that. And then there was one in the first quarter where he missed Evans 
in the back of the end zone. Evans, yep. you might yep. remember, it caught it. They ended up scoring, I believe, on that drive. Yep, yep. They did. But still, it shows you that not only is Tom Brady set a bad tone with poor leadership this year, poor example, but also his play the one has the not been up to stuff. I mean, to see Brady yeah. miss that, that's – I mean, so that's caught that one. I don't want to be difficult, but you could have caught that one. What do you mean? You mean you he could have got – That's a bad you put your, you could, Yeah, no, Mike Evans could have – he's a good throw. friend, but he also could have put his hands okay. above his head and caught it. So, look, I agree with a lot of what Bruce said. I also think, oddly, a lot of it's going to get fixed. So yesterday I told you I thought the Bucks were going to win, and today's shows nationwide would be, are, is Brady finally done? And that somehow they'd find themselves still hosting a home playoff game, which we showed, I don't know if people saw it on the screen, the NFC South odds, they're still minus 160 mm-hmm. to win that division. Right. And there's a reason for that, and that's because not only the softness of the division, but the softness of their schedule. And we can show it to you moving forward what they've got, right? So they're going to be able to, I believe, end the season, or we, we'll show you the schedule later, but end the season with three games where they will be heavy favorites no matter how they look. So the question is, why is it not working now? And I think right now it's not working because Brady is not able to play this part of the season the way he has in the past, which is, I don't want to say half measures, but he, he won't stand in the pocket. He won't take hits. And that has been something he's been able to get away with in the last couple of years with the Bucks, yeah. and then do it in the playoffs where, and just play Razors at the end of the season. He has to shift to that mode right now. He has to start saying, listen, because Mina Kimes did a great job explaining it, any passes over two and a half seconds, he's been one of the worst players in the league. It's only been quick game that's working. It's because in some of those, the first pass you showed, Brew, where yep. he skipped it in there, it's because he doesn't want to get hit. And by the way, it's not because it's not he's afraid. It's because he's 45 years old and trying to get to the end of the season. I think that makes sense. But the end of the season is going to come a hell of a lot quicker than they want it to if he doesn't start stepping up into the pocket and dealing with taking those hits now. Yeah. And I'm going to say one other thing. But do, can I can I yeah. push back sure. on that? Do you think that's going to work though to start that strategy yes. so early? Yes. It just takes one hit, and then man, it's like I, I know, don't know, but they, but listen, he Tom doesn't Brady's, really have a choice. But and he's also never been hurt. Well, I mean, uh, Bernard I mean, Pollard, year. Bernard, yeah. Pollard, but that wasn't there was that was uh there's no way to prevent that or to, you know what I mean that just happened. So I think you'll be fine. But I want to say one other thing because. It's a little awkward today to talk about Tom Brady as he and Giselle announced today officially that they were splitting up. I don't think it's realistic that what was going on in his personal life the last two months, knowing this was coming, but it was finalized today. He has known the whole world's hearing about it, learning about it. He's going through it. I think he's likely to be a little bit better now that that is out there and that is finalized as they put it. I don't know about you guys. Anything traumatic in your personal life, if it's that significant, especially if the whole world knows, has to impact your ability to focus and perform at work. So I agree with you. He's the highest paid guy on the team. He's the greatest player ever. He's the quarterback. When the offense stinks, a lot of it has to fall on him. I think they're I think they're actually going to be fine, and I think he's going to be fine. So I agree with that. The numbers, I, I know it's everyone's like, ah, Tom Brady's been so bad. I know a lot of shows like, ah, he should retire right now. The completion percentage, even though we're showing these highlight rips of him throwing balls in the dirt, 66% this year. Last year was 67%, and the year before that, 66%. So it's, it feels like the highlights or lowlights are a little bit 
you know, misleading. But, Brew, I want to get your opinion on what the Bucks do now. Todd Bowles had some sound about possibly changing some roles. Take a listen. Well, here in just consider any changes to your coaching staff or play calling or any of that. We're going to talk about everything this weekend. You know, when you're not playing well, everything's on the table for us, and we'll discuss it as a staff. So, I mean, kind of an answer on maybe he's thinking about making moves. The quote from NFL.com is that the biggest question is whether offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich will continue to lead an offense that has struggled throughout the season. I would be shocked if that was the move. Really? Uh, what, what's your take? Well, they have to consider it. I mean, and, and Byron Leftwich, as you mentioned, was up for some coaching jobs yeah. in the offseason. But this offense is horrendous. They're tw- now, you mentioned Brady's numbers. He's leading the NFC in yardage. He's averaging like almost 280 yards a game mm-hmm. passing, but they can't score. He's got the lowest t- touchdown percentage of his career by a nice margin. They're 29th in the red zone in terms of scoring touchdowns. All right, they're, they're averaging 18 points a game. They've scored more than 22 points one time. All right, you have got – it would be negligence not to look at and, the offensive coordinator. And I'm not putting it all on Leftwich, but you have to at least look strongly at that and, over a bye week and consider it. And you've got to look at the coaching or the scheme or something when it comes to how abysmal they've been Run running in, the football. Yeah. Like I understand the offensive line's mm-hmm. banged up, but they are they are doing these throwaway first down runs that have killed them all year. And Fournette, I you know I thought he was a little overvalued with the playoff Lenny stuff. He's not a terrible player. No. They are three yards per carry. That is last in the league. Second to last is three point four. That's a significant difference. They are sixty two yards per game. That is last in the league. No one else is below seventy. Right. Do you know how many twenty yard runs they have this year? Zero. Oh, you do know. You look, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, zero. Which is also their longest oh, run of the season is 17 yards. So, do you think the answer long. is to throw the ball more, or or he's oddly to run plenty. the ball no, more? He, no, I, I think it is to run the ball smarter. I think it is what the and, and listen. I am not someone that can grind the all 22 and not tell like you. Not like me. Not like Kevin Wilde. <laughs> tell you that you know they need to pull the left guard more. But I know that if it's that ineffective. Uh, yes, some of it's on the personnel, mm-hmm. but some of it's on the scheme. Some of it, they need to be scheming up some better running plays, and I think that's what Bull's probably frustrated with to a degree. And so I would, I, I would imagine Leftwich, yeah, you're right, he was up for head coaching jobs. So was Eric Bieniemy. If Andy mm-hmm. Reid left like Bruce Arians left, and all of a sudden the Chiefs' offense doesn't work at all, people aren't going to be like, well, Eric Bieniemy, you know what I mean? It can't be on him because he was up for head coaching jobs. And so maybe we also – underrated the importance of Arians in this situation because the offense has not been the same. Um, All right, we're going to talk about the other side of the ball. Lamar Jackson, two touchdowns, 240-some-odd yards through the air. A sign fell down while he was going through the tunnel. He picked up the sign, which just so happened. He's like, oh, let me check this out. Ah, pay him now. I like this. (laughs) Whose sign was this? Let me me autograph that. I'll stop. I he waited a while looking for a pen. He <laughs> really like, wanted to sign yeah, it. He's the, best. <laughs> he's the best. Nick, something or nothing. Oh, I think it's something. I mean, but I also don't. I, I think we know how this story ends. If they don't make the Super Bowl or win it, 
If they don't at least make the Super Bowl, he's getting franchise tagged. Because mm. if they don't make the Super Bowl, they're not giving him a fully guaranteed contract. And I don't think he's signing a non-fully guaranteed contract. And they're, Brew, they'll either not give it to him because deep down they're a little unsure of him long term. Or the other possibility is because league owners have come together and said, yeah, guys, we're not doing that. I know Jimmy Haslam big, did it, yep. and, but there, I think there is real pressure at the ownership level to not have that dam break further. And right. so because of that, so it might not necessarily be an indictment of their feelings of Lamar, who, by the way, shout out to him, after a month of bad football, and it's okay to call out bad football even when it's a guy we like in Lamar, he was very good last night, and it was a nice comeback win that they really needed. And to your point, the Ravens owner, Steve Bashotti, has been one of the most outspoken yes. in speaking against guaranteed contracts. Mm-hmm. Like He's like, there's no way we can go that route. So I hear you. It's something for the reasons Nick said. Yeah, we know Lamar wants that guaranteed money, but I think it's nothing ultimately because it's not going to change the way he approaches the games, right? right? He's great at compartmentalizing. And you've heard a lot of pundits. Nick mentioned his his slump maybe the last four weeks. A lot of people on TV have said, oh, the contract is wearing on me. Maybe. who knows? I don't know, but I don't think so. I think he – look, he knew going into this season what he was getting into by playing without the contract. So, he's not surprised by this. Like I said, it doesn't change his approach. It won't change the Ravens' approach. He knows, as Nick said, he's got to get to the Super Bowl. That's the way – Maybe he can get that. Oh, fully I think. I think if they. You get think to, if he got the Super Bowl, yes. he's getting a fully guaranteed yes, deal? Yes, should. Really? Yeah, I do. He should. He should have before this. Because season. here's why. Let me just tell you real quick. Because once they, once you're in the franchise tag portion of it, you can hold out, and it's not even holding out, right? It's just not signing the tag. Right. You can no show, and there's nothing to do to you about it. If he leads them to the Super Bowl and says. I'm not signing the franchise tag. I won't be here. Couldn't do that in the fifth-year option. It's a totally different deal what he's playing with now. I won't show up without a fully guaranteed deal. I think there will be massive pressure from the fan base and I think some of even the, the owners that are like, ah, we don't want to do fully guaranteed deals would understand. Artie's right, your quarterback. You drafted him. His contract is up. You're not giving it to him prematurely. And he just took you to a Super Bowl. I think he would get it then. Okay. I'm, I would sign him now. Well, I, I would, they should have signed him before. I, look, and Nick knows this because we talked years ago about this. I had many questions about Lamar's longevity because of the way he plays. I don't really have him anymore. I don't think they should be worried about his longevity. And He's the- shown that to play – I didn't think he'd last this long as far as this high level of play as a running quarterback. And it's noteworthy and that has. the one significant injury he suffered was in the pocket. Right. It was not running around. It was yep. He got hit in the pocket. Okay, we'll go from a quarterback that you really like to a quarterback that you absolutely love. We're talking Jimmy G next against the Rams. He, I like winning. No. <laughs> Is there something wrong with that? You play to win the game. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jimmy G versus Stafford, Uh-oh. Sunday on Fox. One of the winningest quarterbacks of all time. 
says there's an urgency yep. to win, Brew. Yep. Take a listen. We're only seven weeks into this thing, so obviously you don't love to be 7-0, and but uh, there, there's a lot of football left, you know. It's, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, whatever the offseason was, uh, we need to, you know, get to where we need to get more quickly. And just uh, with a sense of urgency, I think that's the biggest thing. And I think I feel it in the locker room. I felt it throughout the week, honestly. Just there's a sense of urgency with the guys. Uh, and we've got to do this together. There's no... Uh, no individual is going to do it on his own. We got to do this as a team, and I think that's what ma- has made us great in the past. Here, we just got to get back to that. <laughs> Pretty good at the press conference. Ah, like Super Bowl it. champion and Jimmy G non-believer Greg Jennings joins us. <laughs> what? It's you don't true. believe oh, in Jimmy there's G. There's room, yeah. Greg. I mean, no, let me room. let me state that you don't have to, <laughs> yeah, don't have I mean, to broadcast. I'll, I'll do that. True, there's bro? room on the bandwagon. He, he hasn't been. You haven't been a Jimmy G believer. Of course, and he's there's still not. There's room on the bandwagon. Well, well, your guys love he's affair. debating. Is this, hey, is this is this a Jimmy G topic or is this a Niners topic? I forgot what we decided. Must win game for the Jimmy G. They're obsession. Well, did we not exactly. just hear Mike Evans say it's the ultimate team game? That's true. It's never okay. on one guy. Okay. And okay. yet all of the Niners' successes, you guys lay at the feet of Jimmy Garoppolo, and all of their failures, you lay at the feet of other people. This is a must-win game for San Francisco, and they're going to get it done. And it is a must-win game since you guys want to talk and they're gonna, about it. Hold on, time out. And they're going to get it done? Yeah. I know. Okay, I, I, I mean, know. What are we doing? I, I, it's ridiculous. Hold, hold, hold a second. Every, like, oh, you know, every other show, you come on here and bash Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. And then in the next breath, but they're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't get no, it. Okay, so I don't know how many times i got to say this. I'm just going to talk to you because they don't okay. listen to me. Anymore, I'll listen. Right? I picked the Niners to make the Super Bowl before the season when Jimmy G wasn't the quarterback. Correct. Because I don't believe in abandoning picks unless oh, you are stop. forced to. I didn't see a reason to change, <laughs> change stream, especially when I don't fully believe in the Philadelphia Eagles. Now I can talk to you guys again. So I don't think – the Niners can sustain three consecutive losses. I know that since you guys want to make it about Jimmy G, let's do it. Jimmy Garoppolo can't. I know that you can't be my numbers stink. I run out the back of the end zone. I throw interceptions with my <laughs> eyes closed, guy. But I win without the wins. That's you true. can't be that. That's you got to actually get the wins. And that I think the Niners made a strategic mistake in hurrying Christian McCaffrey into the game plan against the Chiefs. I thought it was unnecessary. I thought they should have just gone with what they were planning pre-trade. But now they do have a full week plus of Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. That Rams offensive line has no chance of handling the Niners defensive front. Uh So I think it's a must win. I think it's not only a must win from a record standpoint, but also from a if you can't beat the Rams with that offensive line, then maybe your defense isn't as good as we all thought it was. No shame in losing the greatest player in the history of the league, Patrick Mahomes. But you can't lose to Matt Stafford in that old line the next week. So it's a must win and it's a win I think they're going to get. I'm calling hogwash. <laughs> Balderdash. Really. That Jimmy G. Can, last year they lost four straight with Jimmy G. Yeah. They were three and five with Jimmy yeah. G. They were going into the last of game of the right. season. Which is why they said which we're is done why, with you that, forever. Okay, is that why they got no. the NFC title game too? No. I mean, my point is this. That was if they lose, they'll be three and when five, which is what no they were last year. So you think they're fine? You think if, if they lose this game, look, Obviously, you want to win. What I'm saying is it's obviously not a must-win mathematically. We all agree on that. Okay. I don't think it's a must-win emotionally. Okay. Because last year, they were in this a worse spot. They lost four straight. They were three and five. They were going into week 18 needing a win. Mm-hmm. And they got it and then go to the NFC title game. So, my point is just that I think, actually, it's more of a must-win, more of, 
for the Rams. Ooh. Because the Rams haven't been playing well either. I know they're coming off one win, but they've lost two of their last three. And they're at home, not much of a home field advantage. It'll be but they're also it coming off a bye. Okay, and look, it's been, we probably could have said this after five straight, six straight. I, Sean, they've lost seven straight to the Niners. Kind of weird. At some point, that's got to break. Except for the fact, well, here's the thing. But th- that's in the regular season. They beat the Niners Fair. to go to the Super Bowl in their most recent matchup. So I do think that they're going to – there's an element of, okay, yeah, you guys have owned us except for the fact that we beat you guys to go to the Super Bowl last year. Now, I think that – so I just mean from an emotional perspective, I don't think it's there. From a schematic perspective, I think it's there. I think Shanahan has McVay's number, and that's one of the reasons I think the Niners are going to win. For me, this is simple. It is a must-win simply because you have an extremely talented offense. We understand who they de- their defense is, and I believe their defense will bounce back, especially against the Rams who can't protect Stafford. You right. said all that. But for me, the scoring output has to resemble the guys that you have accumulated have the on this roster. the best skill position guys in the league? Uh, you, nah. you put this on paper, you look at this offensive unit, Outside of the quarterback. <laughs> yes. It's true, though. Outside of the quarterback. It's better than most Pro Bowl teams. It really is. Right. They have Christian well, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Like, they have guys that we literally could put in the Pro Bowl today. They're first team all like, pros. And, and you, can't, you can't sit here and argue that. No, but it's for great. me, it it's a must win because this division, nobody wants to take hold of it and run with it. This, these two teams are the teams that we figured and we probably still believe sure. that will end up winning this division. How are you going to separate yourself? Well, but that's the other reason, Wiles, that I think it's so important is because Arizona's not dead yet. That's Correct. Correct. Seattle <laughs> is not only not dead, Seattle <laughs> might be good. See, we, Seattle, we, I'm ready to say Seattle is Seattle good. Seattle might be good. Well, let's they, see they, what they, they do with They crushed this draft. They got that uh, the rookie corner, Wooten, who's playing out of his mind. Geno's playing the best game, the best football, not only of his life, best football Seahawks quarterback's played in a long time. So you have, uh, like, all that. So I just, if they lose this week, they're in last place in the division. And I think that matters. So, yeah, what you got the gavel. What are you about to do? Well, this wasn't even part of the segment, but I'm ready to declare something. Seattle's good. Okay. Well, they are. <laughs> they are. It's not a fluke. Anymore. What if they lose okay. to the Giants? It's been decided, dude. We Giants can't, are We've got to move forward in the show. Uh, Christian McCaffrey just played uh, the Rams two weeks ago. We can show you his numbers here, Greg. I think this is something that it's like, you know what? I just played these guys. I had 13 carries, 70 rushing yards, caught the ball, had 90 receiving yards. I think he's going to be able to parlay this into something else and, and maybe – it goes, like, the other way. Like, he's telling Shanahan, like, oh, you know what? I've got this guy's number. We ran this last time, and it works. I can do it again. Are you expecting bigger numbers from Christian McCaffrey this week? I don't know if I'm expecting bigger numbers, but I'm expecting the same production, or if, if not more. But I'm not, gonna, I'm not ready to say there will be bigger numbers simply because Debo Samuel, they use him in well, similar so Debo hasn't Jeff practiced Wilson Jr. too. So Debo, they, and they, it was just reported out of San Francisco. Has he been declared out? He has not been declared out, but he, was not, he didn't practice yesterday or the day before. Yes. And they, the local reporters there literally 60 seconds ago just tweeted Are that. you breaking news? No, no, I'm not breaking news. I'm just repeating well, kind, what, uh, yeah, reporters. Repeating news. He was not there at the open portion of practice today. So we'll see if he's declared out. But if Debo's out. Then it's that, not a must win. What? 
No, right? it's still a must win. I mean, you're saying emotionally, but if, if you're without your best player. Right, but they have Christian McCaffrey now. The yeah. whole idea of getting Christian McCaffrey is he can do a lot of those things. And you still have Brandon Ayuk, and you still have George Kittle, and you still have Trent Williams, still first round pick at right tackle. You have everything. You could, it's manna from heaven for the play caller, except for the quarterback. And so they will have to overcome, as they do every game this year, the, the deficiency of quarterback. But I think they will be able to do it. So to answer your question really quick, I think it does matter. Because if I'm, if I'm a coach, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm asking Christian McCaffrey, what worked? What worked for you? Because we all will agree that we believe that he's a better play caller than Ben McAdoo in Carolina. And so if Ben McAdoo could have production out of Chris McCaffrey or yeah, Chris Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey yep. right. who's to believe that they can't yeah. do it with Kyle Shanahan? So it matters. If I play a guy once and you ask me to play him again, you better believe I'm going to know some things about him that I can get over on him. A little screen pass goes for 40 yards, 40 yards for Jimmy Very G. Very possible. Yeah, exactly. That counts. I, I'm just, look, they don't have the winning without Jimmy G. That's all okay, I'm saying. They, Nick, they true. don't. It's a fact. It's just fact. You know, if Collins. it's coming from me, it's a fact. That's true. <laughs> if it's coming from I mean, me, it's a fact. That's the thing. That's it, true. It's abysmal. Their record's abysmal <laughs> without Jimmy G. Hey, coming up it's next, awesome. we're talking World Series Game 1. John Smoltz joins us. Stay with us. First things first. Coming from him, it's a fact. Absolutely. <laughs> Why? Because you're a fact. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hall of Famer and World Series champion, Let's go. John Smoltz, joins us. He'll be on the call. John, thanks for joining us. I'm going to jump right in and start talking about Bryce Harper. The guy's been on fire, and all of a sudden, bro, I'm a, I'm a big Bryce Harper guy. I didn't know I was. Love it. He's been in our lives since he was 16 years old yep. on the Sports Illustrated cover. All of a sudden, NLCS MVP feels like it's all sort of happening, and his destiny is being fulfilled. I don't mean to be too over the top, but that's what it feels yep. like. That's fair. John, what are you expecting from Bryce in the World Series? Well, if the formula of what I think the Houston Astros are going to do, I would expect Bryce Harper to be super patient because until the guys behind Bryce hit more than they have, I wouldn't pitch to him at all. And wow. you're right on with his, with the way that he's been. He came into the postseason struggling, recovering from the injury, wasn't connected mechanically, wasn't hitting well. Well, he's fixed all that. And, yes, this is a high mark that we expected Bryce Harper in the beginning of his career to it was in, impossible to match, impossible to reach, and now as a veteran, he's kind of come full circle in every aspect of his game, from leadership, clubhouse, off the field, on the field, and that moment, that swing is probably something he'd been thinking about when he was eight, and uh, sending Philly to the World Series, certainly a mark that uh, Bryce Harper will put uh, in his hat for this point in his career. And on that swing, an unbelievable call by your partner and our co colleague Joe Davis. It was just fantastic, met the moment entirely. I want to talk about the guy pitching for the Astros tonight, John. So he, Justin Verlander is a no-doubt Hall of Famer. He's one of the best pitchers of his era. 
Hey, you were the exact same, a no-doubt Hall of Famer, one of the best pitchers of your era. Where it diverges is you were amazingly consistent in the regular season, first round of the playoffs, second round of the playoffs, and then got a touch better across the board numbers-wise in the, in the World Series. I think he had 2.4-something career World Series ERA. Verlander, it's not only the opposite, it's drastically the opposite. He's around a three or a sub-three ERA in every scenario of his career, and in the World Series, it's up above five and a half, and he's 0-6, the win-loss record. Is it a large enough sample, in your opinion, to say there is something to that? Is it bad luck? Is there? Can you, you know, take your experience, compare it to his? Can you tell us what you think is happening there? Well, you know, this might be a little far-reaching, but there's so much expected out of Justin Verland the regular season. I wasn't in that era. Like, I kind of, I pitched okay. I was consistent, but it wasn't the Glavin and Maddox-type numbers in the regular season. Postseason, I had the ability to mix and match and kind of, you know, really pitch to my strengths. For Justin Verlander, it might be just as simple as he wants it so bad. He's an elite pitcher, and he's there really is no reason to do, to be any better than he has. And I think it's a little flukish. I mean, but it is 0-6, yeah. and he has to deal with that. And there's no different. Um, you want it to be different. You're answering those questions if it doesn't go right. But he is pitched in his third 10 year. I mean, this is this is three gen, this is three time zones really. When you think how long he's pitched. Three decades. It's yeah. three decades. And that's the one thing that I can say about Justin Verlander as he's matured and gotten older, he has even gotten better and he hasn't been there in a while now because last year of course missed with Tommy John. So I would consider this to be a different and separate scenario than the past okay. 0 and 6, however that led up to it. John, let's talk about the Astros. Look, I, I was, like many people, really down on them about 2017. I actually thought that World Series title should have been vacant. Um, but they've gained my respect over the years after that. I mean, getting the three World Series in the last five years. And so, but I still feel like if they win this series, it will kind of remove that sour taste from my mouth. And I think many people may feel that way about 2017. Do you look at this as this would be kind of the ultimate redemption for them and people wouldn't feel as bad anymore about 2017 and just look at them as, you know what, this really was maybe a historically great team? I agree. I think anytime there's something that hangs over your head, whether it's an individual player or it's a team, the best way to silence the critics is to go and prove it in the right way, and they've done that. It's a different roster. I think only five guys were on this roster last time. They were, you know, that when you think about what they've what they've lost and what they've done, this is an organization that has a blueprint for success. It's a blip in the radar screen now, long long enough ago to where they have kind of righted the ship. Dusty Baker has done a great job. He's going to the Hall of Fame now as a manager. And the Houston Astros no longer, I don't think you can look at it anymore. They've proven it. They've, they've kind of answered that critic. And yeah, they got a break in the kind of COVID scenario when the fans weren't going to be as harsh. But I don't think you can say anymore that this was uh, a one-off, uh, yeah. or that it is a one-off, that they have definitely proven themselves. To get here for the last next six years has been incredible, and I think that narrative it gets put to rest, especially if they win a World Series. Let's face it, the team that has been the most dominant, the Los Angeles Dodgers, only have one World Series, and that was during COVID. So. It speaks to how hard it is, and it speaks to the fact that 
They've been here now for the last six years. That's legit. I, I want to ask a question about the Phillies, but quickly, Wilds, you're a Pats fan. Did you feel vindicated when you guys won your Super Bowl after your multiple cheating scandals? Like you, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Like there's I'll there's so many of them with that team. I'm not sure, but I know they won a Super Bowl after. All right, John, uh, quickly, you're the Phillies. I, listen, I am not what would be called a baseball purist, okay? So I love that a team that had the 10th most wins – scratched its way into the playoffs on the last week of the season, might win the whole thing. A lot of people hate it. I think it's a feature. Some people think it's a bug. For you, someone that can appreciate the grind of the 162-game season, do you think it's good or bad for baseball if the 87-win Philadelphia Phillies win the World Series? I think it's great. I thought last year was the most improbable World Series champion I've ever seen in the Atlanta Braves, where they came from, how they went about and won, and who they beat. I, I, the odds were astronomical on September 15th. When you go back to June 3rd, the, the odds were so astronomical against A, Philly making it, B, and then getting through the jaunt, jauntlet of what the gauntlet of what this this is a new playoff system. And so I could make the argument that if they win the World Series this year, it's even more improbable than what Atlanta did last year because of the added postseason series. They were 17 days in a row on the road to end the year and get to the playoffs. And they've captured this city, which is, by the way, wants to stick the fangs into whatever opposing team comes in because it's been unbelievable, the fan base. So I would say that it'd be good for it because if you're looking in the future, I don't think this is going to be the norm. But if you're looking in the future for hope for organizations who could kind of get in and make the, you know, let's say they don't compete with the big boys on 162, but are built for the postseason, potentially they could do the same thing. I think it's a motivator for a lot of organizations. John, you mentioned earlier Dusty Baker. And look, he's been, as you mentioned, a great manager. He's got like a thousand more wins than the next uh, manager who hasn't won a World Series. And he's taking five teams to the playoffs. What do you think? I mean, talk about if he can close the deal and win this series. What it'll mean for his legacy as a manager? Well, he's already been highly respected for how he leads men and leads teams and leads extraordinary circumstances like the one he took over. I would probably bet you to say that this was going to be a one-year deal and maybe Houston looks to re-kind re of cap the whole situation and get a new manager. He not only kind of took care of that. He has been the face of this organization since that scandal, since those issues, and nobody I can imagine could handle it any better. And I think Dusty Baker, whether they win the World Series or not, is definitely going to the Hall of Fame. You could say the same thing for Dembrowski, the GM for the Phillies, and what he's been able to do with multiple organizations, getting them to this point. I think both organizations have a chance to kind of get two executives, uh, an executive and a manager in the Hall of Fame because of their success. Multiple multiple teams. This is not just one team you ride off into the sunset. This is a bunch of different scenarios that Dusty and Dembrowski have had to face, and it really kind of captures this moment. Excellent stuff, John. Thanks for joining us. Have a great World Series. Uh, it's good. It should be excellent. Hey, yeah, coverage begins Thanks. 7 o'clock on Fox. It should be excellent. Phillies, Astros. We'll be right back with Dun, 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 Dun! The Cowboys. The Cowboys. There you go. I knew it. I, I was trying to help. Upset alert. Oh, no, no. You got to wait 20 minutes. <laughs> I thought it 20 was. 20 minutes till upset alert. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. 
Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. First up, oh, it's not America's Game of the Week, but it is in my book because it's America's team. The New England Patriots. Facing the lowly Jets, who are good? What? Sunday at 1 (laughs) o'clock. Belichick saying TBG is, quote, fully available and ready to go. Nick? Yeah. What's on the line for Mac Jones, a.k.a. TBG? His career as a starting quarterback? Wow. No, it's true. He's on a rookie contract. If if he gets benched here, okay, the Patriots are not going to cut him. They're not going to trade him. He just becomes the Patriots' backup quarterback for the rest of his rookie deal. If he gets benched again this season, <laughs> then there are either the New England – Bailey Zappi, you know, ascends like a phoenix oh, and becomes the starter, the unlikely. Phoenix, or Brew becomes a de facto potential Patriot fan. Why? Because Jimmy G could be their quarterback That's next lurking. year. Wilds, That's you lurking. floated you like that. Tom Brady. That well, that, I like that you know, idea. Here's what I know, Greg. I know – that if Mac Jones gets benched again, he's not a starting quarterback in this league anymore. So that's what's on the line. Until he plays well enough for a long enough stretch to where he benching is off the table, every game his career is on the line, which also means, sidebar, Wild's credibility <laughs> is kind of hanging on, <laughs> Down the on the line. Too. Yeah, I'm 100% with Nick. Wow. 100% with Nick. And I just got to ask this before I even continue. Is he is he still the baby goat? Yes. Yeah, TBG. How? Yeah, TBG. Yeah. Like right. still the baby you goat. You didn't say it fully though. Well, Are you a little embarrassed? Well, for me, it's it's You said TBG. What are you talking about? People had to think about TBG. Oh, come on, Broussard. Rough waters make the best sea captains. Okay. You know that. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> we have never to heard that, but it makes sense. True. Sorry. Well, for me, it's 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 his career that's on the line because he wants to obviously be a starter in this league, but I don't think that's the only thing that's kind of lying in the balance. Bill Belichick is chasing something that we're, we're just going to gloss over. He doesn't want to be tied with George Hollis. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah. cares with the about records. That He wants day. to be number yeah, one. He cares. He wants to be number one. He definitely yep. cares. He's 70 years old. He's 23 games back. And you got Mac Jones. He's letting time go by. He doesn't have all time. So, Mac Jones, look, your, your quarterback, your head coach's pride his status as the most winning coach in NFL history is lying in the balance on your arm. Yeah, and Wilds' credibility. Let's and not my, forget yeah. that. Yeah, Belichick all-time that. wins. My credibility yeah. right there. I, I think you guys went a little too far. All right, look, it, it's obviously important. He's fighting for his life as a starting quarterback. But if he doesn't play well Sunday, he's still – I think there are many teams in this league, many people around the league that say – they didn't put him in a great position this right, year. Right, but do you because think he'd of be available? Josh McDaniels being gone. Patric- no Look, excuses. Mitch- that's not oh, the Patriot way. No, that's not what we I'm, do, bro. I'm, I, first of all, I'm on your side. I'm well, trying doesn't to help you. Like, by the goals. We're not, I'm, well, don't Mitch judge. Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, right, they guys, all got second chances. I know, but God, those guys, but, the but my, point is, he, my point is he has two <laughs> years left with the Patriots no matter what. Okay, but if Zappi is not that good... I mean, what's to say Zappy won't? Okay, Zappy comes in and right. he's Stop horrible. with the Zappy talk. Stop with the Marcus Mariota talk. I mean, they Mariota both could be bad. They could be two horrible quarterbacks battling. Let Wilds go. Stop with the Trubisky battling. talk. 
All Mac Jones needs to do is win this game against the Jets. It'll be a good win, not like a normal win against the Jets. That counts as half a win. Sorry, Jets fans. Here's the thing, Mac Jones. Can I come on camera? Because, again, I have to talk directly to my friend. ball to the other team <laughs> just throw it to Patriots man that's all we're asking to do that's all we're asking to do and it's it's I have to you've rubbed off on me the facts thing because usually I'm playing loose and fast with the facts but now yeah. people have more interceptions than Mac Jones Matt Ryan he doesn't have a job anymore yeah. Stafford's got eight but he's also got a Super Bowl ring so he gets a pass Pick Kenny Pickett's a rookie yeah. Carson Wentz lost his job golf's the worst team in the league and fields just beat you and you only played three games and one eight. Yeah. You got to throw the ball to the Patriots. That's it. If he throws an interception, Belichick's going to pull him. And the whole thing, yeah. the whole baby goat, this whole brand that Wilds. I built for you is down the tubes. Wild. As well as that script. He's got the other story <laughs> on it. You got to pick that up, buddy. <laughs> it's a disaster. It's a disaster. Everything's falling. You know what? To make Wilds feel better. <laughs> when Mac throws a pick this week, oh, don't. let's all pitch to in sauce? and get Wilds a sauce gardener jersey. Let's all pitch in and get Wilds an authentic sauce gardener It's a great jersey, though. It, it's a great <laughs> jersey. All right, so Mac, throw the ball to the Patriots. That's all we need to do. Moving on to the other big game that might also be a thrashing. Earlier this week, Rogers said, this game might be the best thing for them. Then he said, maybe we got to cut some reps for some guys. Then he went full Jack Nicholson and said, society can't handle the truth. <laughs> Brew, are you giving the Packers any chance to upset the mighty Buffalo Bills? No. None. No uh, chance. Uh, None. Uh, look, other than the anything can happen on any game. What does that mean? I mean, the Col- that it, the here's Col- what it means. The Colts beat the Chiefs. And I'm not even trying to rub it in. I'm just saying, like, that's so anything can happen in the NFL type thing, right? We see it all the time where a great team will lose to a bad team. So So can that happen? I mean, anything can happen, but no. No, I am not giving them a chance. Look, the Packers are bad. Mm -hmm. All right? Buffalo is coming off a bye. Yeah. Buffalo is going to route them. So, They're yeah. going to score a ton of points, and the Packers can't score enough. These are the, and then for that defense that's been okay, but not as good as we expected. Here's who they face, Greg. Last four weeks: Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke, Zach Wilson. Sorry, but Bailey Zappi. Okay. They, it's going to be like going done. from the G League to the, the NBA when they, they <laughs> look across the field and see Josh Allen. Facts. So, no, they're in trouble. They're I, in don't, trouble. I don't even need to pour more salt in the wound, but I'm with you, Brew. Oh, <laughs> there's no chance. And, I, and <laughs> I, I'm going to talk to you because okay, I, have a, I have a feeling of where you're going to go. Where am I? But they're playing the number one offense. Mm-hmm. They're playing the number one defense. They're playing the number one offense. No, number two offense. No, 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 no. They're the number one offense. In your heart? In my heart. Oh! <laughs> in the world. Uh, okay, With fine. the best quarterback in the game. Okay. Ooh. So, oh, wow. for me, that just doesn't equate to wins for the Packers when we okay. see. Bro, can you tell them who they lost to again? Doesn't even yeah. matter. They can't beat subpar quarterbacks right. yeah, yeah. with subpar teams. So now, before you continue to go, yeah. before you continue to go. started to go. Before you, be, yes, before you start. <laughs> The Packers are just not good, and it hurts everybody to hear no, I this. I think that's right. And they, there's no way they're going. The Colts beat your team, mm-hmm. the Chiefs, 
at home. At home, of course. And it That's wasn't a difference. nationally televised game. You know what I mean? All and that, the high. It's like teams maybe are a little sleepy for it, overlook it. Nobody's the Bills to Bruce points coming off a bye. It's on national TV. They're not going to overlook the Packers. With that said, I want to see if Aaron Rodgers still scary. Okay. Be, last year, Aaron Rodgers, no Devontae Adams for this game. 7-0 Arizona comes to town. They win. Two years ago, Devontae Adams misses games against New Orleans, who has a great defense, Atlanta, who does not. In those two games, Aaron Rodgers, 600 yards, seven touchdowns, a 140 rating. Ooh, what a take. So the idea that Aaron can't have a great game without Devontae Adams is not there. The Packers are desperate. Aaron has he's had a bad attitude. The team has stunk. I just want to see if Aaron Rodgers still got a little something for us. Now, is that going to be enough to beat Buffalo? Probably not. But I want to like a great player. I like that. With his like back that. against the wall, that knows double-digit underdog. Let's see it. Wow. And get the Chiefs back in first in the AFC. Oh, that's what it was. Let's go. Let's go. Next. First things first. Let's go, Aaron. I've always believed in you. I've always believed in you, Aaron. That was a nice little slide. And speaking of excellence and world class. Best in the business, it is time for upset alert. I will give my pick, Greg will give his pick, but we're starting with Chris Broussard, who, although I get all the credit and the glory for upset alert, you've been like sneaky hot. Thank like you. Luke Thank like you know, lukewarm, but in a not good way. Okay. <laughs> Sneaky hot, lukewarm. Yeah, what, no. what, okay. Sneaky hot. I got a good one, though, Wild. I good. It, actually, you, of all people on this desk, will love this one. Your Arizona Cardinals, Ooh. who you say are going to the Super Bowl, are going to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, I'm sorry, Greg's Greg. Vikings. I know that's your pick for the Super, Super Bowl, right? No. No, I'm pick for the NFC. New so. Orleans was a yeah. Super Bowl pick. <laughs> You should have let me stay with Minnesota. You should have let me stay with Minnesota. But anyway, Minnesota, look, and Greg, I'm sorry, the 5 and 1 is Fugazi. Okay? Detroit, they needed a fourth quarter rally, a last minute field goal. New Orleans, with, with Andy Dalton, not Dark Horse MVP candidate Jameis Winston a year ago, they needed a last minute field goal. Chicago, they needed a last t- late touchdown to win that game. Okay. And they beat Miami without Tua. So I think Arizona's different with DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh. They're going to upset Greg's Minnesota Vikings this weekend. Take it to the bank, America. I Let's totally go. disagree with that take. I totally, totally disagree with that. That's why it's upset alert. I, no, yeah, I, exactly. But, but the upset alert, though, by the way, they're like, they're, I mean, they're three and a half point dogs. It's not even a big upset. Oh, see, oh come on. You gotta give me a break. Trying to steal my thunder. Because we're about to see your record in a minute. Brew gave all these Vikings close wins as opposed to the Cardinals that just lose badly repeatedly. Well, they're different with D-Hop. Well, for me, I have upset alert, and uh, I just don't think you're going to love this. Wilds, I don't know if it's better than Bruce, but it's going to feel good when it happens. And that's the Jets oh, this- over the Pats. Oh, You want to know why? Yes. Because the Jets just have too much sauce. Oh. They just have too much sauce. And Wilds, your guy, TGT, he's going to throw the ball. <laughs> To too much sauce. TB. No, TBG. TBG. TGT. It doesn't matter. You know why? Taylor Horton talking. Because on this side, the Jets have too much sauce. They, That's true. They remember. 
They, anytime you're an athlete and you get pounded, you get beat. 54-13? Yeah. I oh, and rubbed it, smeared right. it in my that's face. Point. You were up 33-13 and you want to keep going? Great point. Oh, they remember that. Okay, good. Obrick, <laughs> Robert Sala, okay. they all yeah. remember. They've kind of spoken to it all yeah, it's week. More than, it's more than one I game. like that, Greg. It's been two decades, so you don't I have understand. to have that much of a memory. <laughs> Too much sauce. Can, can, I I none of that. can I ask a question here? Yes. If the Jets win this game, who at this table will say the Jets are going to make the playoffs? If they win this game and get no to 6-2, and two, are, will you believe they can make the playoffs? I would if, still want to see more. Will you believe? Could you said no, could make no, the playoffs? No, just, no, no. I would not declare the no, playoffs. No, no. Zero, don't even ask me. <laughs> <laughs> would you? If the Jets win this game, they're going to make the playoffs. You oh, barely God. have the Giants going to the playoffs. Oh, no, I have the Giants. No, 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 no. The Giants. You are do have the win Giants. Twelve or thirteen games, and they're not good. Oh, that's there's what it a was. distinction here. Yeah. There's a, you. Here's the thing. Are the Jets good if they win? They have a great defense. Yes. And I think Salah. We all laughed at him. We got to be yes. fair. We all laughed. And he was like, we're taking receipts. And we're like, well, okay, we hope they let you return some stuff. <laughs> and then and since then, they keep winning. And Zach Wilson is playing terribly. And they're winning say, despite yeah. that. He just keeps trying to recreate that one play from the combine where he spins around and throws a dime. And said he just keeps getting sacked. But they keep winning games. So if they win this game against the Patriots, a desperate Patriots team without Brees Hall, then you have to say – they're going to be able to find five more wins on their schedule. They get the Patriots again, another easy W. And so, yeah. Also, our I wouldn't lock them in. Too much I'm sauce. A bit, I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. I'm a little bit nervous about the Patriots. I am not nervous about my upset alert. It is now time for the Puxatani Phil of football to pick his upset alert. Brew, do you know why they call me the Puxatani no. Phil of football? No, is it because I'm covered with fur and live in a log? No. <laughs> it's because I can predict the future. <laughs> so I got Greg two weeks ago, and it still hits. <laughs> Lions over Dolphins. Here's why. First of oh. all, I don't believe in the Dolphins. That's why I picked Steelers over Dolphins last week. Tua was trying his best to throw the ball to the Steelers, and they just were dropping interceptions. So straight up, I just do not believe in the Dolphins. I do Believe in Dan Campbell a little bit. I don't believe in Dan Campbell can get this team over 500. I do believe Dan Campbell at home is sneaky dangerous, averaging almost 40 points at home. DeAndre Swift should be back, fingers crossed. Get that running game going. And then finally, the Dolphins' pass defense with Jared Goff, who had a little bit of a skid because you know he's Jared Goff, but maybe Jared Goff can get back into old, you know, number one pick Jared Goff. Dolphins' pass defense, 24th. So I am picking okay. for the upset alert from the Puxatani Phil of football. Lions over Dolphins. Right, before, Say you like it and support before me. Before we get to Nick's picks, I have to tell America about something very sad that has happened. Oh, no. Kevin Wilds has changed. <laughs> Why? And because of that, Kevin Wilds, who had been through six weeks in this league, the greatest upset picker yeah. nationwide. Not yeah. on this show, on any show. <laughs> And then we were in that montage of you getting it all right, and you tweeted it out, yeah. and I'm walking down the street, Wilds and I walk into the train station one day <laughs> after work, and somebody shouts from their car, it's upset alert guy. And I was like, oh, no. And I saw it last week, because last week before upset alert, yeah. Wilds was like, I think I'm going Carolina. And I was like, you're crazy. Carolina over Tampa? That sounds, that's dumb. That's insane. And then he came out on the air, and he took a safer one, because yeah, he wanted to get it right. 
and he missed it, and Carolina got it. And now this week, your upset alert is a three-point dog. Give me where that is Come not on, what this segment's about. That is not what made you the 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 maven of the upset alert. Yeah, that is not what made you the Punxsutawney Phil of football. It was courageous, gutsy calls, not field goal underdogs against a quarterback coming off injury. Give me a break. The Punxsutawney Phil of football is not going to listen to this slander before he goes back into his log and just is focused okay. on the Lions over the Dolphins. It counts. counts. It's that time for Nick's That would be okay. a big upset. Can I tell you oh, something, bro. America? Yeah, I did all that because I was trying to run out the clock so you have <laughs> to see this. America... Times are tough. Oh, nice. Now, let me explain myself here. Wow. The Lions, I was catching seven. They're down four at the goal line. Somehow they lose by 18 or something stupid, so that doesn't cover. For the sixth consecutive week, my lock of the week looks amazing and doesn't cover. Uh Uh-uh. We were laying six and a half. What the Dolphins win by America? Wow. Six. Surprisingly, Puxatani Phil had that one. Okay, surprisingly, <laughs> Puxatani Phil should zip it until next Groundhog Day. However, we have overcome worse. I don't know if we can overcome the one and six, but the nine and 12, a three and a week puts us at 500. So, how are we going to get there? Let's start with a must win, a team that's going to get this must win. San Francisco, minus a point and a half. Ooh, Put it on the board. I like it. Shanahan against Jimmy McVay. G. I like it. Is Jimmy G going to have three straight mortifying performances? Maybe. Can they overcome that? I think they can. The Niners must win. The Niners, even without Debo, I think are, their defensive front is going to be able to dominate the Rams' offensive line. We like the Niners, minus a point and a half. All right, this is the most confusing line of the year. Why? Oh, we're revealing them all. Yeah. Why is Sam Ellinger... Laying points. Why is Sam Ellinger a three-point favorite? Hey, is, it, is, is he playing Sneaky Baylor? Play? I'm not sure. Commanders plus three. The guys, they got better at quarterback when they went from Wentz to Heineke. Heineke had a little jitters early in that Packers game, throwing the pick six, and then he got back into his true Taylor Heineke form of being a nice little scrappy quarterback. Meanwhile, Indy stinks, and they're going to Ellinger. You know the players are like, okay, so we're just giving up on the season. Commanders plus three think they went outright. And lastly, a Hall of first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback getting wow. more than a touchdown, getting more than ten. Green Bay what? plus ten and a half. This will be the only time of your life you can bet Aaron Rodgers and get double digit points. You must take advantage I of it. I like that to be honest. Really? With you. Plus ten and a half. Wow. Here's the thing: they Stop. could win outright. It certainly Routed. could be close. And if they're down 17 late, you don't think Aaron is going to go for some stats there so his quarterback coach once again tells him, oh, you played great, buddy. Great take. Great backdoor no, cover. No. All of a sudden they lose 37-27. It's like, oh, it's closer than that. Green Bay plus an half. Lock it up. You sound dead. Here it is. So we've got San Francisco minus one and a half, Washington plus three, and Green Bay as our lock of the week. That started off 1-0 and is in a bit of a six-week rut. Green I'll Bay plus what, 10 and a half. I think you're back in a major way. I think way. I'm back. Really? He's back. Yeah, get to 500. He is back. Right. Get to 500. You right know what? We're going to keep it rolling. We're going to talk like Luka. a bunch of hoop locks. Next break. Speaking of hoops, we're talking basketball. <laughs> Next. Mavs. Next. First things first. I'm a Luka guy, too. No. No, you're not. I know no. he's Nick's no, guy, but I like no. Luka, too. No. No. Head out to Brooklyn, where it was friends and family night. Luca invited his 
fake father, Nick Wright. <laughs> Wilds, don't talk about my family on this I'm show. I'm glad you exposed it, Wilds. Mavs win in overtime. Luca put on a show. <laughs> yeah, nobody True story, knew. there were so many highlights from Luca. I only had to put two in Weird and Wonderful, but I could have put five in. Yeah. He's awesome. He's yeah. amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nick, Never. what was your biggest takeaway from being at the game? The Nets are absolutely drawing dead to do anything with this defense and this coach. <laughs> they, they have a 0% chance to be a significant team when it comes to winning basketball games and competing in the playoffs with that coach and this defense. You, can I take a break? Just, yeah. You are the least supportive season ticket holder. <laughs> By the way, I, you know, just because you mentioned it, I, a, a guy wearing a, a like a guy who clearly worked there when I was walking in the concourse walked past me, and as we were walking past, he's like, "There goes the biggest Nets hater in the world." I'm like, "Buddy, <laughs> like, <laughs> is he wrong? I'm a paying is customer. Is he wrong? Okay, he's not wrong. <laughs> he, and you know who's also not wrong? This guy. When I told you they can't guard anybody, it's a cool. Now I will give Barclays credit. They do some awesome in-stadium promotions. My favorite one is, come play, get your season high. <laughs> it's not just for the fans. We can show you, America. Here it is. They Y'all played, better not they be played five games this year. <laughs> and so, uh, Brandon Ingram's season high. Zion's season high. Oh. Pascal season high. Ja, just 38, not the season high. Desmond Bain, 38, season high. Giannis, just 43, not the season high. Luca, 41, that's the season <laughs> high. That's not so, great, here's bro. my question to you, Brew. What's the point of employing Ben Simmons? We know he's not helping you offensively. And yes, he had a nice steal at the end of the game. Which don't don't try nice. to don't try to soften game. what I'm gonna say. No, I well I don't know what you're gonna say. I hope you're not gonna defend him because Oh, I'm gonna defend him. Because Luca did anything Luca's and everything great. he wanted. Well, well actually, isn't the point of a Did he? Yeah, he had 41, okay. 14 and 11. Because I, I got some high first of all, I quickly to answer your question. Two takeaways I had. One, Luka Doncic, second best player in the world, clearly. Yeah. Giannis number one, Luka number two, and there's a sizable gap between them and whoever's number three. And Kevin Durant, as much as we like Kevin Durant, as great as Kevin Durant is, as great as Kevin Durant is, he's not with those two. Of course. He's found that out the last two games. But my second take is, wow, with this loss – the Nets have the same record as Nick's Philadelphia yeah, 76 at 1-4. No, no, yeah, because you bro. never let us talk to him. Because no. you buy the bro. producer's donuts and coffee before every show I so we don't talk. Donuts. I bought those donuts this morning. But secondly, here, here's I'm going to defend Ben Simmons, Nick. Please. You said Luka did whatever he wanted. Yeah. Did he want to do this? What? Did he want to do this at the end of the game? Here with the is. with the, At the end of regulation. I, I think it's coming here at it some is. point. Did he want to do yeah, – here we go. Okay, I think he wanted to – look at that defense. But we need more of that. Look at then. that bro, defense. Bro. Bro, and, and how about this? How about this steal? That was important. Bro, bro look. Just because I, he has I, an occasional moment. Occasional? That was a game-tying play. And that's the last he, – he kept Luka from shooting. Here's my he point. Open L- L- ben Simmons is going to get better. 
Please, okay. can't get worse. Ben Simmons is playing with the new team, new teammates, new coach, new system, and, and battling right, can, mental can push, demons. Can I push back on He's on going that? to get better, and I liked what I saw last night. You liked what you saw? Defensively, oh, yes. No, no, no. I'm not saying it was Drew, great. They scored 130 they points, and Luke had 40. He did for, he For, okay, look, him. okay, let me say this about Luca. I love Luca. Yeah. Luca's numbers are going to be inflated. By playing the Nets. No, by ho- by he does everything for Does this. everyone on that list do everything? He does every No, I'm talking about Luca. True, but it's every game. He creates every, game. every play that's and this fine. is why they're not getting out. to the finals but like you said. That's fine. Unless but, he can do something LeBron James could. That's do. fine. Cuz when what LeBron James played that they way, play. they couldn't get to that's the fine. they couldn't Bro, win. You're it talking all. about LeBron James and Philadelphia I'm just 76ers. Saying. I'm trying to talk about every guy that comes into the Barclays or, or at home plays then Siakam had a 37 point triple double. I'm not saying they're Defensively, yeah. I'm saying they're going to get progressively better yeah. defensively because uh, Ben Simmons is going to improve. Okay, that's not – Take that to the this? bank. Of all the 37-plus point games that's been allowed in the league this season, the that's Nets like, have allowed more than a quarter. Hold on. One guy is not going to beat them no, but, all the time. Teams will, which is why they've lost four or five. All right, we're going we'll to leave it here. Brew, you lost that one convincingly. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Look, that that's was, all right. I know we got to go to break. As when we'll Ben Simmons continues to improve. Nick's medals we'll up next. I'll be good. I don't know. Where you, that was a rough segment for you. I'm just being honest <laughs> with you. That wasn't great. It's, it, I don't know They're why. They're coming off in there. When are we talking Sixers? No, we, look, you, tried to, be you tried to jam in the Sixers. Maxi. Maxi. <laughs> Y'all got to stop letting uh, Five minutes left in show. Stay with us. It's going to be a spicy five. Speaking of my guy. Look at this move. My guy. Wait, wait. wait. My, who, who, wild. My guy on your guy. Harrison Barnes. my guy. We know that. Memphis wins. It didn't get on the medal stand, despite my protest. Nick, who did it better? Ja, by the way, is Bruce. Thank guy. you. Ja Thank knows you. it. We know it. Ja told you, don't switch it up. Stay over there. Switch it up again. Stay you got Jose out. Bronze medal. The rare losing effort bronze medal, but Jimmy Butler earned it. Oh. 27. Six, eight, and six steals as well for Jimmy Butler and a loss to the Warriors where they were just a little, you know, over, outgunned by Golden State. But Jimmy was excellent if you watched that game. Silver medal, Steph Curry, the best player on the court in that game. 33, 7, and 9, including an unbelievable sequence. That's the end of it right there. That was like eighth dribble. I don't know who earlier in the show Wilde tried to give best handles in the league to, but Steph's going to have something to say about that. In the okay, in the con- oh, I, oh, now you want to have conversations. Teammates. In the conversation. MVPs can't have conversations, but best handles are going to have it. <laughs> and then we know who the gold medal winner is. We knew before the game even started because if you know anything, you know this. If you're an all-star and you're playing in Barclays, you're going to get a gold medal that day on the podium. 41, 11, and 14 for Luka Doncic. Despite three good defensive possessions by Ben Simmons, Luka was able to overcome it to dominate the rest of the game as the Mavs right their ship. And here's the podium. There it is. You have the best offensive player in the league by a wide margin, plus Steph Curry and Jimmy Butler. Jeez. There it is. The also, program. one flop from Luca snuck it in the show. It's been a long time. <laughs> he did flop. It's been, it's been eight hours trying to get that in. Uh, and guess what time it is? Future things first. It's a segment where we talk about what's going to happen Monday. Oh, okay. Drew, you can kick us off. 
There's no uh, music to it, so you got to no really music? carry this okay, segment. Okay. There we go. Kyler Flurry. How about that? You know, it's a that, playoff of Kyler Murray. We Kyler Flurry. You shouldn't have to explain it. The Kyler Flurry, you don't like well, it? Uh, I'm thinking back page Kyler Flurry. Okay, we that we, is because the Cardinals. Are, the Cardinals. I can't believe you don't like this, Nick. Cardinals <laughs> are going to beat the Vikings. Uh huh. So, so it's like Kyler, a snow thing. Kyler's gonna have no. Oh. It's oh, just based on it. his now last I get name. It. I'm sorry, I was confused. And Kyler's before. going to play well because his man D Hop is back, wow. and Kyler's gonna Bro. have big numbers. Kyler Bro. Flurry. Can I? Shocks the Vikings. Bro, if you want to add Normally, that. are very smart strategically. But Wilds, you know this. There's only one thing Brew likes more than getting a pick right. Really sticking it to one of us if we get one wrong. And you attaching your ship to Wilds' sinking cardinal ship is a strategic error. You, now you. if the, the card is good. Okay. Oh, it's like a flurry. Of, All right. It's a flurry of yes. Wilds, I don't yes. know what yours Some is. Yards passing but runs, I whatever. know that mine is gonna infuriate you so much no. we might not get to yours. Oh, no. Just show it to us. A new Prince of England? Oh, oh the Prince no, that was fun. promised. What, it's not fun. What? What's the problem? We talked about this What's on the Wednesday, problem? dude. Oh, I'm telling you right now. He's doing it again. I stayed away from it in Nick's picks because you guys I all had an intervention. Unlimited. But, oh, my goodness, do I love the Jags this weekend. I love the Jags this weekend. All we needed was a nice change of scenery, change of time zone, and America. I didn't include this in Nick's picks. But this might be the last chance, unless you're going to bet on junior college football in the future, to bet against a game head coached by Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, don't walk. Run to your betting booths Do not to run. get the Jaguars and the two and a half. What did we talk about? What? I'm just you've lost you. every game that you've bet on this guy, and you keep going back to the well. New Prince of England. No, I, I, I mean, that's better than Kyler. It, it, with, we talked to him about this last week. Nick, new Prince of England. There's some type of attachment there. No, it's guys, not great. He's the prince that was it's promised. Not, and he's I know I got the prince thing, but that has oh my royalty. Gosh, it's not great. It's not becoming. All right, wrong. here's my. My headline, <laughs> speaking back. of Mac back on track, zapped back to the bench. See, I didn't add that part. As Zaps. Eric Mangini, Coach Mangini told zapped me, you don't to need to put out like another that. guy's uh, candle to make yours brighter. Like, Mac can be good and Zappy can be good. Mac, as we discussed earlier in the show, all you need to do is throw the ball to the Patriots. You've got six interceptions, even though we tried to get conspiracy theorists to take that one away and hit the wire. It didn't hit the wire. Just throw it to the Patriots. And we have one final headline. Dun, 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 dun. It's Broussard's birthday. It is. Oh, you thought we were going to hit through. Oh, this is the little, this what wow. a cake. Hold on. Feeling you, happy. I am feeling happy. It's your birthday. Wow. Feeling great. It's thank you. You're good, Ramsey. Thank you, my man. Oh, appreciate it. You know what? We splurged for the fake happy you birthday. You know we got to get some. Who? Nick. Oh, oh he, he just destroying my nets. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, Max, it's your birthday. It, feelings <laughs> hurt. I mean, <laughs> just hurt. That's better than Kyler. You Flurry. get something. I got this plan. Believe Ben Simmons alone. 